0: if you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself fit over 40 with coach Clarence is here to help Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer fitness expert personal chef and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age inspiring dialogue challenging topics and industry leaders are here offering tips and how to's to improve your life now Here's Coach Clarence. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back.
1: As usual, I have an amazing guest in the building. This is Kathy Droll. She is the founder of Her Certified. And I didn't know what that was at first, you know, so I had to Google it and look look it up because I thought certified. That's like training. So I thought maybe she certifies people. And then I found out, It was something to do with the automobile industry, and as usual, I let people describe their lane so I don't screw it up. (laughs) So welcome, Kathy. How you doing? I'm good, Clarence. Thank you. So tell everybody what Her Certified is. I found it very fascinating from the little bit I saw.
2: Well, based on my background in the automotive industry, I came up with a certification process for salespeople for dealerships. The H is for honesty, E for excellence, and R for respect, which are three things women really want in a car buying situation. So her certified, I have her academy and they can do it online or I'll go in person and do a day of um, teaching how to sell to women and not offend them.
1: What are some things that offend women? I'm just curious. Besides, them, most salespeople thinking that women don't know anything about cars, which is a big misnomer if you've been around the South. There are a lot of women who could take apart a carburetor and put it back together. <laughs> you're right. You're right.
2: I think some of the, uh, and of course, this is from my research and talking to women all these years. Believe it or not, one of the first things is the fact that when they pull up to a dealership, that everyone comes swarming over to them, and they really dislike that. Um, I dislike that. (laughs) And you dislike it. Who doesn't? But it doesn't matter how many times I say that to a dealership. You know, it's either run by a group, and that's the way they do it. But I do notice they have uh, calmed down a little bit. They wait until you actually get to the front door, (laughs) and then they come up with something like, are you here to see anyone in particular? And my answer is usually, no, are you? And um, we go back that way. But um, the second thing, the smell of smoke on a salesman or a woman, they do not like that. There are so many things. Just walking into a dealership, women are more affected by the aroma or smell than a man is. So there are dealerships that have the uh, deodorized, you know, they squirt out, you know, every 15 minutes or so. And they get it makes it smell like a spa. But um, I do a site inspection, Clarence, if they are going to be certified because I don't accept everyone. I do a site inspection, and I do a list of things that they could change. There are ladies' rooms that haven't seen dust removal in years, things like that.
1: Wow. So when I was kind of taking a look at your stuff, the first thing that popped in my mind was – It's usually a male-dominated industry in the car industry. How are you received coming into this field? You're going to tell men how to do their job. How were you perceived going into this when you started?
2: It's interesting. So about 25 years I have in the business, but um, I started and, and I gave you a copy of my book. So the book tells my story, which is at age 10, lived in New York with my parents Uh, My parents bought a different car every year. They owned two cars, so they trade one in. So every year they were shopping for a vehicle. And finally, I was about 10 years old, and my mom just didn't want to go with my dad anymore. He was a salesman himself, not in the automotive industry, but she just didn't like being with him. He's a tough New Yorker. So she told me I needed to go with him. So at age 10, I started going every year, learning something different whether it was, you know, what's a title, et cetera, and learning how to negotiate. And I know that sounds terrible, how to negotiate, but my father was a person who said, everyone needs to win in the end. And even though he was uh, quite the negotiator, when the deal was done, he always said to the salesperson, did you make money? Are you okay? I want to make sure you take care of your family. And he also established a relationship. So I went into buying cars. So each year it got, I mean, I did storyboards when I was 14 to present to the family, should we get this car or this? Age 17, I walked into the dealership myself, bought the family car. Dad just came in and signed the, the check. So I'm already familiar with, by age 17, I'm already familiar with dealerships, uh, working with men, etc. And um, I continued in that field, which we talked about earlier, of working with men in the industry. I believe because I had knowledge, because knowledge is power, Absolutely. that when I could talk to a bunch of men or boys at 18 about cars, it immediately established me as knowing what I was talking about. Um, so to answer that, at certainly now at my age, I am considered an expert. I test drive cars. So I can pretty much talk the talk, and I'm bossy. Do I have to call her an expert? Because I'm
1: kind of thinking she. Yes. Okay.
2: No, no. I think she is an expert producer. There's no
1: doubt. Okay. She's expert and at being bossy too. So you, well, just, that you said mention at certain age you have to become an expert.
3: Hey, now yes. don't start that. Uh oh, <laughs> the she's voice of reason. Yes.
1: She's coming closer to you. Watch out. <laughs> um, You know, when people are looking to do a mortgage, I have a technique that's a little bit different. I like to pre-prepare people. So going into car dealerships, a lot of people get taken advantage of because they're desperate. They wait till the last moment. It's a rust decision. They haven't done their homework. They don't know their numbers. I mean, I think now with all the information out there, how can one prepare themselves going in?
2: Very interesting. You said that about mortgages. One of the other things that women do not like is that when they go into the finance department, the numbers so often change. And I deal yeah. with it, yeah, right? So I deal with that in the book. You know, Don't shop on a Sunday. Banks are closed and you're in the whole nine yards. But same with mortgages. I have told salespeople in my training, prepare your man or woman for what's going to happen in the finance department and that maybe you don't need gap insurance and maybe you don't need to have your tires Polish 55 times for $99 when it cost them four cents to do it. So those are the kind of things. And therefore, then, you're going to trust that salesperson. So just like mortgage, you're preparing, absolutely.
1: Well, we have several steps too, like we have the initial disclosures, and then we have the closing disclosure. so the person is the way they before they even sign the documents they're well aware of what's going on now, a lot of people don't read their documents, which is a problem, but in the car business, kind of like the last minute, you know they bring out the nap and go, "If you sign right here, you know, right. if you take this, we'll do this, and then they let you take the car home and you show all your friends. And they oh, really right. like, look at my new car. And then they go, well, we're going to need another 2000 to make this deal happen. And now you're embarrassed because you don't want to say, right. I didn't qualify. So you have to go back and figure out how you're going to get that money to come up with. It. Exactly. We can't do that. No. You, oh gosh. We can't, no. we can't say, Oh, now your house is going to be an extra 50,000. Yeah, figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't work. The people could just say, well, I'm not signing this, you know, that's true. So, no.
2: And, and the car, and that's how the car business has gotten such a, a the dealerships have gotten such a uh, bad uh, reputation. People are afraid. and, and to move further into the pandemic where now they're ordering their cars, they feel online or there's hybrid uh, versions of it. It still doesn't uh, say that you can't uh, have a good customer service
1: background for sure. I've I've had some, I've had good and bad experiences. Um, I think the higher quality of the car, the better salesman you get just in my opinion, Mm -hmm. at least around here. um, Some of the dealers where they know people are coming in with circumstances, they tend to treat them bad. They tend to give them, you know, because people are desperate. You need a car to get to work and, or whatever your situation might be, um, they'll take 30% when they can do a little homework and get a better interest rate. Right. Because they think that's all they got.
2: You're right. And whether it be mortgage or real estate, um, one of the things that's so important is empathy um, for any leader like yourself or uh, the ladies here, and I consider myself a leader as well. Um, I think that empathy is important, and when you are at one of those uh, lots where they know your credit is is poor, they don't share with that empathy, and then they normally will have a very bad experience and so forth. But uh, to your point, so if you're buying a Mercedes or a Lexus, you expect customer service, you expect them to be dressed a certain way, you know that your coffee is going to be a latte instead of <laughs> a Dunkin' Donut uh, exactly. coffee, right? <laughs> right. But... I. What do you think of this, Clarence? I had a gentleman who buys a new Corvette about every three years, and he said, "I resent spending the money I do on a Corvette in a Chevy dealership when someone's buying a Chevy Volt for twenty-eight thousand, and I just spend forty-eight thousand, and um, I don't get the, the designer coffees and all of that." And I thought, well, that's interesting. Hyundai and Genesis you know, share the same buildings, and I know they talk about that. So what do you think about uh, women who want to buy a Kia but want to be treated like a Rolls-Royce?
1: I mean... Hmm. (laughs) Let me temper my thoughts now. Listen, it's all steps. If that Kia makes you feel like it's a Rolls-Royce, then that's what it is. For It's all mindset. Because at the end of the day, a car is a depreciating asset anyway. So bragging about how cool your car is really makes no financial sense in the big picture. And people who have real money, they don't have those kind of cars. People who want to have an appearance drive the extra fancy cars, you know. And they're not financing them either, too. So if they want a Ferrari or high-end Benz, they just go buy it. They're not going to the dealership to make arrangements. You know, I have people who come to do mortgages with me, and they have a $12,000 car payment because they're trying to show off, Mm. you know. And we're like, you know, and you live in an apartment, your priorities are in order. So I don't care what people drive. I know there's a lot of people where we are, especially in this zip code, who care about what people drive and stuff. So if the kid gets you to work, gets you where he needs to be, who cares?
2: I agree. I agree. So in the book, which is you brought up something else, I talk about wants versus needs. And I have, and doing my research You know, many times, uh, man and woman get divorced, and they're living in a very nice neighborhood, and now the female gets the house, but she also has, um, you know, a car payment or can't afford. She wants to keep up with the neighbors, and this came up so often, and I'm so against that because I feel like get the vehicle that has the room to fit your family or your golf clubs or whatever the case may be, and... It doesn't matter. It's it's you
3: feel confident
2: enough that whatever you drive is good. Robin, do you agree?
3: I absolutely agree, and I have a Mustang, so you know that's my comfort vehicle. Mm-hmm. And you know when I went into the dealer and bought that car, I was married at the time, and I will never forget it because they kept looking at my husband the whole entire time, and I had to remind the salesman, "Look, this is going to be my daily driver. You need to be talking to me." I and yeah. I and I understand because I'm like you, Kathy. I used to work on cars growing up. That's how I married my first husband when I was dating him in high school. I learned how to work on a car to get his attention and spend time with him. But the salesman didn't want to look at me. It was all about looking at my husband and he's the idiot. He didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> He's he, he, going, yeah. Look at me. <laughs> well, he always wanted to drive my Mustang, but you know he was the. He was like, well, "What do you want?" I said, "We're not getting the V six. I'm getting the V 8 And the guy says, "Well, the V six is cheaper." I said, "I don't care. If I'm buying a Mustang, this is what I want. Listen to what I want." He's not making the payments. He's not driving it. I am, and that's why it's important with what Kathy does because she goes in there and tells these people, "Look, pay attention to the woman." I mean, half the time we're the ones with the purse strings. And we're going to make the decisions budget wise, even if the man is earning most of the money, it's still the women that control the budget in the household. And if it's going to be our daily driver, you need to wake up and pay attention because we have a voice. We matter. We're the ones putting the gas in that tank. We're the ones putting our foot on that gas pedal and that brake pedal driving it. So listen to what we're saying, because that's important to me.
2: It's true, and it doesn't matter how many times you. T- I kept thinking this was over with, and yet I, two weeks ago, a woman called me. She goes, "I came in, I'm dressed nicely. Not that that should matter." She said it was pretty obvious. I pulled up in a Lexus, and she said um, he asked me if I wanted to wait for my husband or boyfriend. When oh. she said I'm here, I said in twenty twenty one. She should
1: have a new salesman right then. Twenty twenty one.
2: Yeah. And, oh, and that's the other thing, as Get I say. Get a new say, salesman right there. I just, you can go and people don't realize, women in particular, you walk to that reception desk, um, Clarence, and let's say you want to work with a young person who's so tech savvy because you're going to buy a vehicle like that. There are people who want to work with a woman. There are people who want to work with a man or a woman who has had 25 years, you know, selling cars. But we don't think to say that, and I always say, if you're not happy in the most polite way, you just say, you know what, I, I would really rather work with a female right now. And no salesperson should be insulted. Yeah. And you know, it's it's going to take a t- it's going to take time, but we're getting there. This pivot now, dealers have to wake up.
1: Well, my one of my favorite ones is when you walk in, they go, well, "Let me show you these cars; they're much more affordable." And it's like, you why would even, they say that? You haven't even just seen what my but. Well, it's a stereotype. You can't afford it. You know, they don't know. They don't know. You're raising your hand. You have a question.
4: Can I say something? The only re- when you scary. said that about going in and buying a car. The last car I bought, walked in and the guy showed me the car. I loved it and I said I want it. And then at the end of the conversation, he said to me, he "Goes well. Can your husband come in tomorrow?" And I'm like, <sighs> "Oh, sorry." <laughs> I was so pissed, yeah. and I said. I don't have a husband, and even if I had a husband, why does he have
1: to come in? Well, let me say something to that because yes. a lot of decisions are made when there's a husband and wife, and it's better to have both eyes on. Them. And I, I'm, I know sometimes that comes across as like chauvinistic or sexist in some way. But if I have a, that's one of the questions I'm asking someone if they're doing a transaction with me: uh, is this, Are you buying this house by yourself? um is there a spouse involved because you don't want to because you don't want to get your deal all the way done and then the other spouse or partner comes in and goes I don't want that I wanted a red one now your deal is all gone look
3: at the ring finger
1: well, But I'd already filled out all the
3: paper <laughs> sometimes. It sometimes does. people
1: wear rings and they're not married. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, but already if there's, we if there's a ring there, you show. can
3: you can make the assumption
2: You're that they're You're not with supposed somebody. to make
1: an assumption.
3: I know, I know. Gosh. It's how
2: you say it. See, in the mortgage, it's how he just worded it. So, there are ways a salesperson could say, well, gosh, Laura, I am so, and women want to be flattered right. for their yeah. intelligence and everything else. Uh, this is fantastic that you're going to be buying uh, you're going to be buying this vehicle made an excellent choice did you want to call your anybody to tell them this is the car that you're going to buy you know make it like it's a big deal and then you go no or oh well whatever
4: well this guy even said to me he because the car i bought was red and he even said to, and i had a red shirt on and that was just coincidence and he said to me he goes you're going to look so hot in that red car with that red car. She's like, car I'll ride. take it. Thought,
1: wow, 18% interest. Give it to me. Wow. And I'm
4: thinking, are you, do you really think that's going to work? It so did not work.
2: It doesn't it work. so
4: didn't work. And I filled out the paperwork before he said this. So if he would have looked closely at my paperwork, he would have seen that I'm the only buyer. Right. right. And he still did it. Is your husband going to come in and okay this tomorrow? Oh hell no! Okay this—that's what he okay. says. Is it, Are he you, say
1: okay this? He said
4: okay this. Oh wow! Wow, that's like and putting that is work. a huge dealership on See. Camelback.
2: Oh please tell me who it is so I can go visit. Um, <laughs> that's Kathy's new ballbuster. Oh I love, I love it. it! Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. There's nothing makes me happier than to have a nice conversation with the owners. <laughs> a nice um, conversation. I'd
1: love to go with you on one of those. You You are are welcome to. to, If she gives us
2: the name, we
4: can go. I will when we're off
1: the
3: air. You know, I want to share a personal experience because what Kathy does is so important. And um, a while back, it wasn't even a year ago, the place where I actually bought my car several years back, I'd always taken it there for just the service stuff. And I had a very bad experience with one of the service techs. Promises were made, promises were not kept, but no communication. I sat all day long. And it took a salesman to go over to find the service tech who was not at his station and find out what was going on with my car. So I was there from eight thirty in the morning till one thirty before I even knew that my car had not even gone into the back bay to be looked at. And I was promised my car because it's my daily driver. I was promised this car by the end of the day. So, you know, I took The only way I knew how, I was pissed off. And being a public figure, you have to be careful with some of the things that you say. But I take a stance for victims. I'm a victim's advocate. So I went on social media, and Kathy picked up on it. She called the dealership, because this is one of the places she knows people at. And she actually got some stuff done. But of course, the service tech eventually called me back, did not even apologize and basically said, "Well, your car was supposed to be in here, when are you going to bring it back?" And I said, "You obviously haven't talked to your manager, so goodbye. <laughs> but this is the kind of stuff that she does. She will go to the ends of the earth for women and champion women, And she'll do it for men. And too. Men. Yeah, and I've,
2: I've done it. And this is Clarence was really interesting, is that I've had women say that buying a car is so intimidating, and I can't even tell I mean, these are vice presidents of banks. They own their own corporations, restaurants, so they're tough during the day. That well, you yeah. look at you, <laughs> and you,
1: Laura, Jesus,
2: <laughs> we're badasses, you know, badasses. So, uh, and yet that that is there's something about these dealers. But they, I, I love going up against them in the nicest way possible. So yeah, we could go together.
1: That would, that would be interesting you
3: would have a ball watching her in action because I was getting text messages, and I mean she's sending me these messages telling me what she's doing, and she literally went to bat for me
1: yeah well, uh, and and to be to be fair, I've had some great service too there's not it's not a blanket statement there's just you it's any corporation or organization they're going to have some people who just don't represent the- co- the company's image, so it's good to root it out. Um. So you know, I was looking at your stuff, and one thing I found interesting is that you have test driven over five hundred and eighty six cars. I have. And so, how did you get that deal?
2: That's interesting. It's a good one. Well, um, here I yeah, again, and I don't want to reference the book, but I don't want to take up so much of your time.
1: You're fine. So, Go
2: ahead. um, You're I. You're much
1: nicer than them. Stay oh, all you want. Oh, shut <laughs> up! There's, there's, they're <laughs> nice. They're nice.
2: Um. So I. Um, okay, so I did not go on to college like my friends did, so I immediately started working at 17 and a half years of age. And, of course, I could buy a car, but that wasn't what I did, and I worked in Manhattan for, for several years. Um, leaving that, I decided I lived on uh, Long Island. Long story short, I didn't have any particular skills But I learned very quickly how to, um, I was always big on customer service. I think I could have run anybody's business at a very young age because my parents were entrepreneurs, small time. I mean, you know, meat markets and gas station type stuff. So um, I realized early on that I wanted to own my own business, I have a video. Uh, I worked in New York City for Avon, you know, doorbell ringing, the corporate office. I was a secretary. One day, uh, we often, you know, it was a big deal then. You were a secretary. You were not in a, you know, because I know you're fit over fit 40, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sexy over 70. That's going to oh, be yeah. my show. Um, so obviously, I'm dating myself. Which no, would not be a good experience, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say about myself too. Do, do it's you, not really, a good experience. It's not a good experience. <laughs> but I was kind of like just grassroots learning everything. So I got to work for the big VP of Avon, and I remember this is what set my my mindset. I remember sitting at gorgeous offices. They had Clarence. I mean, they could spend a fortune on their office, and then the secretary's office had typewriters that match the color of the walls. It was gorgeous. And I'm sitting there because I'm filling in and waiting for him to come in. And he comes up to me and he goes, good morning. I said, good morning. He said, how about a cup of coffee? And I said, I take mine black with just a little bit no, of sugar. And it was, he went and got me a cup of coffee. Okay. And, and they had their own kitchen and chefs on the floor. I mean, it was... And that whole week, he was doing his own filing. And I had, like, nothing to do, but I kept watching and listening. So obviously, I was naive or obnoxious. I'm not sure which. (laughs) (laughs) So um, coming to Arizona, and I will cut through to that, I was asked to write for the Tribune newspapers, and they wanted me to review vehicles. And I had no background in it except buying them. And I said to him, well, if you let me write the articles about and they're going to be like Sex in the City. They're not going to be straightforward, you know, motor trend. I'm good for that. And so my secretary and I, because I had the ad agency at the time, she was my uh, muse, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, they edited a lot because, you know, things I would say like, um, oh gosh, I, I don't even, can I repeat it here?
1: Yeah, use so whatever I, you want. So, so I, I wrote Nash one time, mashed
2: potatoes, rock yeah. and robin. <laughs> I said, um, make sure you wear underwear because the leather seats in this particular vehicle. Yeah. Anyway, the Tribune got a hold of me really quick and said, if you don't stop. I said, look, I said it's going to be like sex in the city and how women, you know, why would they should buy a car, etc. So the Tribune gave me this job to test drive because they knew all the men at the newspaper would want it. He didn't want them fighting over it. So I had an ad agency at the time, Automotive. So I started test driving back then, probably about 13 years ago. um, And I get a different car every week. Um, I am not paid. You get a tank of gas. And however, I have to have a form of media to get it out to the public. So some do TV. I think there's seven of us here in Arizona that are considered journalists automotive journalist, but remember I didn't go on to college, so I have to have things edited. Um, So that is how I do it. I do a video of an iMovie. I write an article for my website and I write for a couple other small newspapers. Mm. But I don't have, you know, I can't fix your car clearance, so don't bring it to me, but I can help you shop for one.
1: I'm actually going to buy another one. It's very soon, so we'll have to Connect. Okay, I'll get in drag. I can find some red heels, and I'm gonna. That would be great. You better take pictures of that.
2: That would be great. I'm, I'm gonna video. Should that. I be
1: blonde or brunette? Who? What's a better look for buying a car for a woman? You know the statistics. I bet you do.
2: Um, I think that uh, you you shouldn't wear a short skirt. That's for sure. Yeah, um, I don't look good in a short skirt. No, that would
1: probably ruin the I deal. Th-
2: I think I want you as a brunette.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I have some brunette. There's wig. enough blondes around why here. You know. Kinda like you.
2: Could you do the red lipstick?
1: I could do red lipstick. Okay. Ooh. this
2: is good. I know. This (laughs) is
1: something we we Well we gotta test her theory. We gotta go in and we'll be undercover and I'll I'll come up with a name for who I am and I'll buy a car as a woman. See how it works.
2: I think it'd be interesting if Do you suggest
1: women flirt with salesmen? I do not and I and one of the things I
2: talk about with the salespeople is do not flirt with the women. And here's it's in the book. You go on a test drive. I've had women come back and say that, think about the steering wheel, okay? You've got everything there, you are driving, sales man over here, and he wants to show you the button over here where the blinker is and reaches over your chest, <laughs> and ooh, sorry, I touched you. Um, so I you know, warn women, I say, you know, just make sure your space is your space. Um, I tell the men that um, this is not a place to, thir- uh, to flirt. If you feel that this is someone you want to get in touch with after the deal is done, you have to ask, you know, You know. may I have your number, I'd like to contact you. Because it's important that they know their story, so if they really have done their job as a salesperson, and you know this in, in mortgages, you get to know about that person, their kids, their family, their past experiences, so... Um,
3: that's when you ask if they have a husband or not. <laughs> That's when
2: you that find out be if you can
1: is That question's appropriate <laughs> when you're rubbing across to get the, Yeah, uh, I'm no. going to just get the signal over here. Yeah,
4: <laughs> You know, it's funny you say Karate that. Karate chops. Yes. I had a guy that actually, and this was recent as well, when I bought the same car, same, Whoa, the same place. <laughs> I am going to this This dealership. guy, I don't even know if he's still there anymore. The, the sad part was he's kind of handsome, uh-huh. but he was just so... Creepy? He was just so creepy. He actually, I got in and I'm fixing you know, the seat to the right spot. And he goes, no, 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 hold on. Let me do that for you. And I'm thinking, it's a button. Oh. I'm pushing a flipping oh. button. And he reached over me to try to make that. Where did his arm reach across you is the question. Well, he actually didn't go across my chest. He went more across my bottom part to make sure that seatbelt was on tight. That's still creepy, though. It was so creepy, and it was just, <laughs> I don't know why I bought that car. I loved it, and I still do, and I like that dealership. It's not the only car I've ever bought there, but he was creepy,
2: creepy, okay, creepy. Here's another statistic. You've brought up some very good things. Women do not go and complain. They tell other people, and yeah. so statistically, a, a man and a woman, so Porsche gave me this, this test. A corporate, and they said, Kathy, how come a man and a woman walk into a Porsche store, they buy the same vehicle, same time of day, have the same salesperson, but when the CSI, which is the customer service index, when that comes back to review that person, the man uh, gives a ten, let's say, the woman gives eight, and he said, I need to, he goes, if you really know what you're doing, I'm going to know the, you'll know the answer. Call me back in a week. I said, don't hang up, I got it now. So. The woman is going to have maybe gone into the ladies' room and they're out of toilet paper. Well, there's another roll there, but they're out of toilet paper. Or the soap dispenser has a little soap. She goes to get something to drink and the creamer hasn't been cleaned up. When she fills that out, it had nothing to do with the car. She was happy with the price. She loved the car. But those are the things that are on her mind. So, But a woman does not complain about a situation like that, I didn't. where I would, I didn't. and you go up and you say, "This is what has happened." A man goes; he will never admit to another guy or his buddies that he got a bad deal, or that well, he sh- he probably wishes some woman would reach over him, <laughs> but that doesn't happen, right? So, um, I really encourage women to to get. I do. And I say, I said, you know what? What it would have been. No no one's reached over me. They're probably afraid of me. It's the New York accent. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they're they're probably afraid. (laughs) And um, so if someone reached over to me, I probably just go like that. And you know, and I explain. I love to explain to these millennials because they. And I and please, I take this as a compliment. They'll say, oh, you're just like my mom or my grandma. I love that. So listen to me. I'm going to make you a better salesperson. You're going to sell more cars to women, and I care about you. And that's the thing is I do care about these people. I just care about women's
3: experiences more. Thank God for that, somebody fighting for women. Well, there's a lot of us out
2: there. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of people fighting for women. (laughs) Well, do you think there is – pressure no let me let me let me rephrase so do you offer like a five point how to buy a car some like a gold you have like a youtube page or a website that says these are the steps like on my youtube page i have a pay i have a video that walks you through the first five things you have to do to get a mortgage because people just don't know they don't know they don't know where to start they don't know what their car is worth Um, i've had a lot of girlfriends say hey come with me to buy the car And like um, (laughs) Laura saying and Robin saying, they're looking at me. I'm like, I'm not even buying the car. The guy's looking at me. Um, I don't know if that's just culture. I don't know. And a lot of times I'm sitting there with my little mortgage calculator and I'm running the numbers and, you know, they'll say, you need to put a sticker on your window that identifies your radio as something. I'm like, what's that got to do with the price of the car? You know what they do in finance. The guy in finance is smooth. He's got the suit on. You know, oh, he yeah. smells good. He you can tell he's polished. He's gonna run the game on you, you know. You're gonna and walk out of the He makes the hybrid. most money. True. This is true. So do you offer something like that or do would you consider doing like a boot camp how to buy in five, you know, come you, up with five points? Well, you know
2: what, Clarence, that's interesting because um you can go on the internet and you can see, you know, how to buy a car. I mean, it's all over there. Um the book is set up to teach women in particular. Um Combined with some of my humor and a few stories, but it took me a year to complete that book because it is so factual, and I did—I had to have everything right. Everybody that looked at it checked it out and endorsed it. So, yeah, I could do that. But here's the thing: my business, where I could actually make money, is in the training, and that I You're can't give about away. Training sales, training salesman, okay. and I can't give that away. That is trademark copy. You know, they've got to uh, actually give me a dollar or two.
1: <laughs> so if I'm a dealer and all my salesmen suck and numbers are low, how would I find you to book a training? And, oh, what, and am I allowed to ask you what something like that costs? Or is that trademarked too?
2: That is not trademarked. And it will d- depend. Um, I have loved and to do it live, but now, and I do have it online. So it would be about $5,000. And that gives, if they all pass the test, because they take a test. Wow. Okay.
1: Um, it's kind of fun. Now, do you do any type of sales, or is it just strictly car-based? Or do you branch out to... Because sales is sales to some degree. I, I'm a barrier. horrible
2: salesperson. Okay. Horrible. Okay. Horrible salesperson. I give almost everything away. Um... I think where I now people are asking me to speak. I just spoke for the NADA yesterday virtually. That's National Automotive Dealers Association. I'm glad you
1: say that because people have acronyms. And it's like the listening yes. audience may not know what they Oh, means. they
2: wouldn't know. But it is normally it's... I thought it's, NADA
1: was something to do with women. Like, NADA touch me. Do not NADA NADA hit a on that. me.
2: NADA go do there. not ask if right. my husband approves.
1: <laughs> I didn't know what that was.
2: Well, it's like CSI. <laughs> you know, it's a TV show, <laughs> right. but it's big in the business. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk to anyone, many dealers, because they're 90% are male uh, owned. Mm-hmm. They might say to me, um, we've got that under control. And then I show them their Yelp um, and they go, oh, well, okay. And consulting now is more what they'll bring me in for, to consult for, for 90 days. And that's so much easier.
1: So do you get discounts on cars when they see you walk through the door?
2: I know enough dealers that I do. And I, buy, I only buy used cars. I buy used cars with, uh, and then I'll buy an extended warranty but i do go with people to buy cars because no, especially if they're, they
1: see you come like, oh, if snap. they know
2: me they they're not happy but
1: what <laughs> if you're doing your job yes. i would be up for the challenge. it would be like if some mortgage regulator came in i wouldn't be nervous if i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing oh, exactly. he's going to just say he did what he was supposed to do right well, unless you're trying to cheat somebody it's the only way where you'd be worried about it
2: no and i have a uh, i have a uh, studio at superstition springs lexus it's a 10 by 10 that i designed to franchise at some point and it is all the verbiage and all the everything about her certified. And quite honestly, it's like advertising and marketing. It is a perceived, they have all taken the test. I get nothing but wonderful things. But if I certify a dealership and I get some bad reviews, I've, not me personally, but them, I take it personally. And it's hard because, you know, there's so many dealers and, I don't want to scold all of them.
1: <laughs> so what's what's coming up next for you? you? Got the book out which is A Man A Woman's Guide to Buying a mm-hmm. Car with Confidence and Street Smarts. And she has these cool heels on that I'm looking at now in person. And then it says don't let these high heels fool you. That's right. <laughs> I love that. What else is going? What else do you have going on? Um
2: I'm I'm writing a an ebook um mm-hmm. and it's called How to Order the Car of Your Dreams in Your Pajamas and a digital guide like to well, it's kind of now with the way things have gone, there's so many versions.
1: Do you recommend places like, uh, uh, it's not Canva, it's something, it's up Carvana, in the Carvana. Carvana, do you, do you recommend that? I absol- absolutely, if
2: if you're comfortable navigating and you, just like, knowledge is power. Just, I just would feel more yes. comfortable
1: getting in something that, that, right. that much of a financial commitment. And you get it and... How does that work if you get the car? and you have it ah, was are, do you sign your life away with those deals? No,
2: it, my understanding and I, my understanding is that they went from forty eight hours to I think you can now have the car for five days and return. You can never get your money back you your return goes to a credit to another vehicle oh, okay but um yeah, that that see, I've got to test drive the vehicle. I've got to feel Me it, too. touch it, smell it. Mm-hmm. but I'm thinking this younger generation which is where you know, Carvana is so popular, and they're only used cars. People said to me they thought that they could buy a new car there. No, they can't. Um, same as Zoom, and Zoom really uh, did a number at the Super Bowl. They went up and really went up against dealers as if they're the horrible. So, and they are perceived that way, but there are good ones out there.
1: Yeah, I would agree, definitely. Definitely. So how can people find you? Oh, f- and are you on social media?
3: Yeah, I'm all over. Yeah. She does great videos Kathy all Drow's over social media. Well, YouTube. They're, they're yeah. Awesome. All those. Some of them are fun. I see them on LinkedIn.
2: Yeah. LinkedIn is where I, that is. Yeah. That's been very good for me. LinkedIn is good. And
1: So your, uh, Facebook is just the, her certified. Yeah. As well? Or
2: yeah. Her certified Kathy Droz. Instagram is her certified. LinkedIn is Kathy Droz. So, um, they can email me at Kathy, with a C, at hercertified.com. And last question, what is the
1: Smart Women's Series?
2: Ah, Smart Women Series is, a, um, is women. It's awesome. And uh, these two ladies are members, and you're going to be pretty soon. That's
3: right. I yes, mean, men Smart can women. be members of that. Oh, I think. Can. yeah. Darren,
2: yes. uh, Darren the, the, you know, from Bad Boys. Boys, him and Jason are. Um, Clarence, it is a uh, four-women-got-together who are in different businesses, me, automotive, one in mortgage, (laughs) and one real estate, and the other in sales. And we kept saying that we wanted to find a way to educate women, in particular in areas that normally would be um, a male decision. And um, we don't have anything against men. We love them. But uh, So these uh, live events, which were cut short, we have uh, keynote speakers, and we... Definitely, throughout the year, promote businesses such as like when Robin's book came out. You know, we wanted that all over the place. When Laura is interviewing Clarence, we want to have that on there, and we just kind of a bunch of that on there. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) So, um, because, but there is another interest: the mortgage industry, the real estate industry, and the automotive industry wants more women to buy their products. True. So um, they want to be a part of it also so they can get in front of the female buyer. And so we do get a lot of financial institutions saying, hey, you know, can we get in front of you? Well, you can someday, but right now we're just video and um, we are going to make a difference, there's no doubt. I think we have already, and Robin got to go up in a helicopter. We had an event at a um, helicopter (laughs) <laughs> Poor um, Kathy. Yeah.
4: When you yeah. had the event last January, January right. it was like, first I send her a text, and I'm like, okay, there'll be three of us. Then I sent you a text, and I'm like, okay, there's going to be five of us. Oh, wait, wait, there's going to be eight of us. We had that whole front row.
2: They did, and <laughs> they were great. So we thought we would start off, the first one was at a car dealership, which was um, which was an idea that I had. I did a book signing. We invited women to come off of the email list of the dealership. And we said, you will not be approached by any salesperson. Just come, have some wine, and listen to us talk about finance, real estate, etc. And we did that, introduced ourselves. And the dealership was pleased because, and we wouldn't, they could test drive, but they had to go with a woman in the car. So that was it. And then we, we just grew from there. We had Three hundred people show up at our really first big event, and that was a big deal. Plus, we always give back to charity. There's always a nonprofit that benefits. Same with my company; I give a percentage back of whatever I earn to the Girl Scouts um, because I attribute them to making me a leader.
1: Excellent. So you had mentioned you were going to ask me some questions, and you haven't asked me a question yet. Okay. Don't so, let these two back here okay. distract you. So now I, I know, know we're cheerleaders. They're feelers. They- <laughs> oh oh gosh.
2: gosh. So Clarence, how long have, what, what did you do prior to being in the mortgage industry?
1: Well, believe it or not, I got in the mortgage industry in 2000 when you could finance a goat. You know, if it had a Oh gosh, I
2: remember that. And, you
1: know, you could charge 8,000 points. You know, I'm exaggerating obviously. Oh, I know. It That's... was loosely regulated. I was always training, but I got out of it in 2008 when things just kind of blew up. Mm-hmm. And I kept getting referrals off and on. I would give them to other lenders. I knew friends. And it, towards the end of 2019, uh, I was like, I want to get back in the business. So I got licensed and got back in it. And it was different than what I used to do. Right. So it was frustrating for me because I was used to going in going, let's make this work. And they're like, you can't do that anymore, you know. So it was a learning curve again. And so that that's what got me back in there. Plus, everybody's going to buy a house someday. And right. I like to work with people who kinda don't know what to do. There's more people like that than the people who know what to do. So I deal with people who have credit issues, you know.
2: That's good. And I, I hold their do. hand
1: and walk them through the process. The so.
2: empathy that yeah. is there for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, being fit, which you um I know we're not on T V but everyone knows that, that Clarence is physically fit. Um does that mean that you're forty yet or, or are you 50. not
3: jeez. Oh, Oh, he's part of (laughs) of the Half
2: Century Club. The the (laughs) peanut gallery is interesting. Oh, he calls me Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) He calls me Grandma. Okay, well, imagine what he's going to call me. Okay,
1: so we're not going to allow him to do that. They deserve the name calling. They They, they
2: deserve, okay, so, so let me ask you this. So, being physically fit, plus you are a, quite the chef, I understand. Did you mm-hmm. ever work in an actual restaurant or own your own restaurant?
1: Well, my mom had a restaurant in California. It was called Wings and Things, and I was the help. So okay. I well, you learned that from there. Yeah, right? scramble that, grab that. So I learned from that. And then, believe it or not, I worked for a stint at the airport as a shorter cook, and I learned how to cook really fast. That was yes. a good experience. And uh, that was a goal to have a place. Um, but COVID kind of derailed a lot of things.
2: Oh, so so even recently
3: you were going to open your own place?
2: I was thinking think? about it. Oh, yeah, I wanted to do something you. different.
1: Yeah, But it's a lot of work that goes in and out. It is. You should
3: ask him about his private cooking parties. Oh, wow. I- no, this
1: is <laughs> Kathy Droh's. This I am teasing. I'm teasing. Mashed potatoes over there. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> of which I know all about, by the way.
1: Yeah.
2: Ah, uh, Good. And we're not going there with me.
1: Good. So, See, good. Yeah. Thank you. Don't let these two pull you down. You stay up here. Oh, they're
2: oh, great. Stop. They're great. Hey, you're always down there. What are you talking about, Coach? Okay. Let's not go there either. Okay. <laughs> we're back to the automotive thing. Thank
4: God you're here, Kathy, keeping us
2: all on Keep the straight and lying. narrow. Don't wow. get derailed. I think I should produce the three of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm really interested in, so I have a reverse situation. So my daughter and son-in-law. Own a coffee shop downtown inside the historic Lors building. It's a coffee shop called Serafina Coffee. He roasts his own coffee. Hmm. Well, he had a great um, people coming right off the light rail Jefferson and forty Jefferson and Central. Yeah, and right in the Lors building, great lined up around the corner. COVID hits, city tur- Two people showed up three days later. So guess what he did. He pays somebody to keep it open. He still goes in at night and does the um, uh, roasting mm-hmm. and mails it out. But he went and t- 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 took his mortgage test, so mm-hmm. he's in mortgages because that's money where the is. money, money is, uh. is right now. Yeah. So you are in a very very good business. Mm-hmm. But as far as having, hey, maybe that'll be available. You can open your shop there. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I think you should do it. I think you yeah, should it's a, continue it's to well, look the for it. Things have to
1: definitely open. up. Oh, they have up. to, it would be without too much. a doubt.
2: It. So then, um, and then you're a personal trainer as well? Yeah. And how do people get in touch with you?
1: Well, they go to info at coachclarence.com or any of my social media, which is Fit Over 40 Live.
2: I've seen that. I've mm-hmm. seen that, it, which, which is great. And do you train people over 70?
1: Yes. Okay. I, my oldest client who recently passed away was 90. Wow. Aww. And we would walk and just help her get up and get out. Oh, just kind of sweet. ease in life. Yeah. Oh. She was great. Mm-hmm. That and is she was awesome. bossy, too. She was. Yeah, she would boss me around. I loved it. She was like a little bitty thing. And I just You
3: bring that out in us women for no, some reason, she, don't
1: you? I think that was part of her thing because she used to be really successful. And I think she mm-hmm. wanted to hang on to that a little bit. She did. It was fun. She was awesome, though.
2: But you're a very good listener, and I can tell that. See, when you tell these two that... Well, I think you both told me he was a good listener. Yeah, really? You? We have.
1: Oh, okay. That, we don't that, that talk bad about you. Oh, they yeah. say the nicest
3: things about really? you. Really? Not on
1: air. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so, because, because you're, taking, you're
3: picking on us on air, so we got to defend ourselves.
1: Listen, I I have learned so much about women doing this podcast. I can tell that, though. It, I, I'm going to be incredible when I get out there again. <laughs> I'm
3: going to no, know
2: everything. No, you, you're single? Yeah. So, have did you go ever go on those match.com dot com sites? Of course, and stuff like I
1: that? went down through. I did a few tours. Yeah, he
3: met one of my friends <laughs> off of, of one of
2: the dating yeah, sites. I, I've
1: done the whole dating online thing. <laughs>
2: Are you done with it? I mean, um, or is I COVID think that,
1: just? I, well, COVID has messed all kinds of things up. Now you can Zoom people, go on a Zoom date. I hate and, that you know, idea.
3: Oh, that's so me. impersonal. I hate that. that idea. Is,
1: it's impersonal. But yeah, it I've is. done all that. It yeah. is. How so do you kiss experience. over
4: Zoom? How do you smell well, them over Zoom? You, she, there you ah, go. Yeah, How yeah. do so you Kathy, see if they have clean fingernails? No, Kathy's <laughs> the
3: lucky one because she's married. Oh, to the same hey. person twice. Do, do, yeah.
2: Really? So How did that happen? Cause I have no I, idea. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened. I woke up one morning and I went, okay, so married 22 years. Div- good, amicable, is that the word? Yeah, a, amicable divorce. Divorce, divorce yeah. Uh, for 10, and then we remarried now going on 16 years. Children, we never remarried any, anyone else. We, I think we got married young. Everything seemed fine. He went through a midlife crisis, from what I can understand. Of course, not a good communicator. He's better now, but he was not a good communicator, so didn't know he, you know, he felt the way that he did. Excellent father, has always been. We, we they, Now, divorced. I could be dating someone. He could be dating someone. We still took family vacations. That's wow. how well we all got along, and our kids. Yeah, and so when we remarried, uh, we did so in Aruba, and our children got like walked us down the sand aisle that's and so cool. and so forth. It was really kind of fun and cool, and we always remained friends, and we probably always loved each other. Um, but that's when we both went into business for ourselves. We grew. And by growing, I think in business we also grew in friendship, which then turned into, oh heck, this will work. And I always liked his girlfriends; they were always nice. And he always asked permission: Can I bring the kids to the? Can I bring her to the softball game? Yeah, it was probably good that way. So, but I don't recommend it. I'm done with for. marriage anyway. <laughs> You're dumb. Oh, She's I'm dumb married. Married again, I've Robert. never been
4: married. I've never seen a reason to be married. That's just me. I'm kind of There's a weirdo. There's nothing
2: wrong with that. You're not weird. But you do want to be... Oh, I, oh, gosh. I feel like I have so many people here. But you do want to... Do you want to get married?
1: Well, listen. Usually when you <laughs> go to the depths of hell, you don't want to go back. Right? No, I'm kidding. Have it you wasn't been that married? Bad. Yes. Have you been... Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I would... I don't know what a reason would be at this point. No, you
2: do know the reason. Well, think about it. It's either that you do want to grow old with someone. That'd be great because so he's so do young. Why uh um, You don't. You don't because look at Kurt Russell and and oh, and, God, and Goldie yeah. Of course, they have a yeah. lot of money too that they don't have to worry about. I think that prenups at a certain age are very important. I think that um, you want someone a soulmate. Forget that. You want someone to share your same like. If you go to, um, you decide that you want to open up a little restaurant. You want to be able to talk to that woman about it. What do you think? You need that person to be supportive in, in every way possible. And doesn't mean that they're going to be working there, but they have to be supportive. I'm losing him. Why he doesn't like this conversation? I'm just listening. But um, I think that you're probably a good, very good catch because you're honest. You're handsome physically fit take notes ladies. you make you good too. money oh, because you're in mortgages i know that here comes
3: the inflated okay, ego oh,
2: what Jesus. kind of car do you drive
3: <laughs> what kind of car do you drive
1: oh god i never talk about my car because it's just a car she's
3: a car person you got to tell well, her Well, right
1: now i'm in my audi that's good because my other car is broken what is the other car are you embarrassed to tell us no, it's, it's, it's an suv a, oh a, i thought a, it
2: was a lamborghini and you didn't geez. want to say anything <laughs> oh my god <laughs> seriously
1: <laughs> What do they say about guys who drive those? He'd, I don't He'd be trolling the streets scenario. of
3: Scottsdale if he had I one of those. I don't have a
1: reason to drive a Lamborghini. I just, that's, if I could tell you my ideal car, Good it wouldn't be a Lamborghini. What would it be? It would be a 64 Chevy.
3: <gasps> yeah.
2: Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. See, I, I want a 68 Mustang. I want yeah, to go I'm back to school. my first. I mean, Ferraris yeah. are cool, but where are you going to drive it? I know. I had, just like the Corvette last week, you know, oh, great. Everybody stopped me, wanted their photos taken, et cetera, but I'm, it just—it was just too much car and getting in and out. You know, I used to teach women how to get in and out of a Corvette because there's the swing and the yeah, whatever. You have to go down. So you don't do the Paris
3: Hilton <laughs> thing. Right. Uh, right? But ladies, wear underwear under the skirts. Exactly. That's the first lesson. That helps. You know yes. what though? Try getting
4: in, that, in and out of the... I don't understand why this is a pet peeve of mine with cars and trucks. Uh-huh. And it's always short men that do that. I'm really sorry, short men out there. But... They have the big-ass truck (laughs) that you have to basically climb a ladder to get up there. They won't let you put anything in the back of it. They have no reason to have a truck like that,
3: but it makes them feel like a man. Well, they want to watch you climb up that ladder, too, just to let you know. I don't get that.
4: How the hell do you get into that thing in a dress?
2: How the well, hell do you do I that? Well, and I try and get in all these things in heels. Think about at my age, and it's kind of like, and you want to act like, oh, this is no problem because I don't no do yoga, I don't do anything. So, you know, and you're kind of like wanting to be ladylike, you know, and exactly. then all of a you got legs up here, and then it's all over there. It's just not... She's it, a contortionist over here. It is it. not good. It's not good. But um, I think that there are, which is there's so many female truck dryer, truck that love trucks. I yeah. I, I kind of like them too, but I think I'd like to be more in cowboy boots and gr- girl hat, you know, type stuff on a ranch. But um yeah, it is difficult to get it's in hard. those. Hard. So, but they want to lift you up, you know, they, do. they want you to put one leg up and then they can lift your bootay. Exactly. Um With the free and touch.
4: why do they always the date they want to take you on in that flipping truck? It's always some place where you're gonna be dressed really nice. So you're most likely gonna be in a dress. Oh really? You know, it's hard that's, to get in and out of. Well, especially
3: once you've had a cocktail. They don't think about that because they don't wear dresses and heels. Yeah, they just like what they look at. Well, some of them do. Well, that's true. When he goes into the dealership and poses
1: as
2: when a woman I go in, in with
1: Kathy, I'm going to try this experiment. We're going to go for a lift. We, we are going go
2: to go. We are going to go together. Can I? Can I ask you? A, 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 you said I could ask you anything. Sure. So you're a man of color. Mm-hmm. When you when you're the reference that you made before mm-hmm. about that they might point to. A, a different car for you, or, or separate. So, working with the NFL, most are men of color that I've worked with. Lincoln Kennedy, you know, fullback, three hundred and eighty pounds. He says, he said, even me, as big as I am, I've had, I've had issues, and I said, oh, please take me with you <laughs> next time you buy buy a vehicle. I
1: don't, I don't under, I
2: don't understand. But
1: think it's how archaic that is with women. But it's women. Yeah, it's cultural conditioning. I think a woman would probably have a better opportunity than me.
2: I do, too. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I do, too. Although I think that, I think things are changing in the sense that we're, there's so much of the diversity and there's just, people have to be aware. There is a Toyota dealership on Camelback. Oh, <laughs> they're her certified. You better not. That better not be the one. Okay, but I will listen. Um, <laughs> they have a very large Muslim population that purchases vehicles sure. there. Mm -hmm. So, when I was doing some teaching, I said, Always look at the woman and shake the woman's hand first. Hand goes up. He said, Ma'am. Right. And here's what happens is that the salespeople don't even take enough time, whether the person's Hispanic uh, and what Hispanic. Are they Mexican? My husband's Puerto Rican. I mean, you know, so his name's Manny, so they assume he's Mexican or whatever. (laughs) Um, and, And many times they're, you know, our garden's in the back. So, I know what oh, you're saying. Here's the gym
1: and wow. what that people miss. They're so focused on the sale. Yes. Instead of getting to know what Robin Thank likes, so they forget the human. Yeah. Yep. So, if you come totally to the store, agree. I want to know what's, what's, what's going on with you. Right. Like, they're writing, what do you want? What do you want to see? Can I show you something? Instead of, I know. What's going on? What brought you in today? Oh, I like your shoes. Well, get right. to know somebody. And then you start going into the sale because they're, gonna buy, they're not really buying the car, they're buying you. Right. I learned that in mortgage. There's a 1,000 mortgage yes. dealers on the block. They're buying you. They're buying you. Right. Not So get to know people. Ask them what's important to them. And then you'll find out, oh, I know she mentioned she like, drives up the beach. I'm just making something up. Yeah. This car is better. I mean, you could sell versus that way versus, hey, what can I help you with? You know, or, hey, let me show you these over here. Or this is what most women buy. Right. Stupid stuff like that. I immediately get another salesperson. But now when I go in, I know my numbers already. Right. So I, if the guy doesn't want to play ball that way, I'll just get somebody different. Or, I Which usually
3: know
2: the finance manager. Oh, you, and that's establishing, that's what my father taught me, is you establish a relationship. So it works perfect. My dad used to bring Christmas gifts to salespeople, even though the next year maybe he bought another dealership. He remained and had a relationship with them. And that's what I want to see salespeople have. Um, the presentation I did yesterday for the NADA, I try to uh, put it in a capsule. Think of it as dating. So when that person walks in the door, and this is a pet peeve of mine, and salespeople you know, give me a hard time. I believe that you should say to the person, Robin comes in, I'm the salesperson, forget if I'm a, it doesn't matter what gender. I go over to you, how are you today, etc. I did not attack you outside. There's no problem with that. Now I say to you, can I get you a cup of coffee, tea, sparkling water, I don't point to the beverage area. I ask you, and that gives you time to go look at a vehicle, and I go, how do you like your coffee? What I explain is that the customer experience, they get to know you, et cetera, and the other, which you will agree to because you just said is, a woman, my research shows, and it's true, women l- would like a gift at the end of their purchase, more than more than men. Men are still sniffing in the exhaust tunes, and they're happy. <laughs> they're happy. They're just like, oh, my gosh, this is great. I can scare the neighbors. <laughs> but, but women would really like a gift, and I put a $25 value on it, and that comes out of not their pocket, the dealer's pocket, tough. It, they made enough money on it. And I say, if you are a good listener, you know what gift card to buy. Be, yep. Whether it's Starbucks, I Amazon. Do, oh, I can't get my secrets yeah. away, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know. Yep.
1: You I did listen. get a
4: gift card from the feeling me up guy. It,
3: <laughs>
1: was and, it, was to it to a massage
3: parlor? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
4: Oh, actually, it was, new. It, was, it was Starbucks, which, you know, was perfect because we had, we had actually shared a Starbucks because I had to wait well, a little bit. He so he went across the street. Yeah, So we did a lot of things right. Okay. It just the feely feely
2: probably was okay. not a good idea. We need idea. to talk afterwards because that yeah. if that is a certified dealership of mine, I need to know. Okay.
3: Okay. She's going to bust some balls. <sighs> I love it.
1: All right, <laughs> Kathy. Well, I appreciate you coming in and dropping all this wonderful information on us. And I've learned okay. a lot. And uh, I'm definitely going to contact you when I'm ready to buy again. More so just to, as a social experiment. Yeah, we'll just we can have fun. We're married. Yes, let's go, do it. Is your wife here? Yeah, she's right over there in the Red Hills. Good luck. That's <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're married to her? Oh, let me get somebody else. I'm going on break.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. oh, they might not even
1: be that nice when they say. <laughs> <laughs> How are you married to her, dude? No. Oh, it would be fun. Uh, it would be fun. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. And we appreciate your time today. My
2: pleasure. Nice to get to know you. Uh, so much better and, and be here with these two lovely ladies Yes
1: they're lovely I just give them shit that's right <laughs> that's right thank We're you very
2: much thank you thank
1: you all right we'll see you next week
0: Thanks for listening to fit over 40 with coach Clarence. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women like you who want to live their best life going into middle age. Join us next time for more inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders offering tips and how-tos to improve your life right here on starworldwidenetworks.com and wherever you get your podcasts.